buongiorno, beautiful people, and thank you for downloading the Techno Beat. This is your Techno Shore, Trent Bice. Thank you so much for downloading this first episode in a series of podcasts in which we will explore the beautiful world that is Melbourne Techno. Throughout this series, I will be interviewing a range of special guests featuring DJs, producers, club owners, event promoters, and many more as we delve into what makes the Melbourne techno scene so uniquely brilliant. In a scene that has encaptured me and provides so much enjoyment for many personalities from all walks of life, I've always been intrigued to go deeper behind the scenes into who creates this fun and what makes Melbourne techno so freaking awesome. So thank you for joining me as we delve deeper into the underground parties, the upcoming events, whether it be club or doof, all the fun and laughs that happen from rooftops to basements and the dance floors in between. We're in for a lot of fun over these next few weeks as I chat to some of Melbourne's finest techno brains and the best party lovers around that make this all happen. Throughout these episodes, I'll also play a few little games and have some show and tell in which the photos will be posted on trentelf.com. And any tunes that we discuss or uh, tracks featured by the artists will also be in the comments on my SoundCloud as well as the website. Uh, the SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash trentonoff, or if you just put trentoff into the search engine of SoundCloud, uh, you'll find all the information there and links in the descriptions, as well as on iTunes and, of course, trentoff.com. This podcast couldn't happen without the support of SAE Melbourne in which I'm completing my Bachelor of Audio in Sound Engineering and Music Production. And through there, I found the wonderful Julian LaPape, who goes under the DJ name of Perspective, who's my wonderful producer and helping me out in making the sound quality of this podcast flow all so smoothly. So I really appreciate the support of both SAE and Julian, and each of you for downloading and listening in to this first episode, in which we feature Shannon, hands down Maroney, one of Melbourne's funnest DJs in the melodic techno scene. Coming later this week, our second episode will feature another of my good friends, Bendigo Girl, Tech House DJ, Beck Grenfell. So look into that as I plan to pick Beck's brain about not just the awesome party she's played at, but also some of her research as a neuroscientist into how dance movement therapy can help people with motor neuron disease and Parkinson's. Now for today's episode. I really appreciate Shannon coming in and giving me his time straight from a gig at the infamous Tramp Nightclub. And we hit a whole range of topics from Shannon's creative process in producing music, feedback from fans, his favourite festivals to not only play at, but also great artists that he supported, and just what it's like growing up as an artist in Melbourne's pumping techno scene. He also tells us about some awesome parties that are coming up over summer. So sit back. Whack this on while you're cooking dinner or doing the laundry or maybe going to the bathroom, whatever it is. I hope you enjoy this. Actually, sitting in traffic, probably more likely listen to it sitting in traffic. That's, uh, that's when I like to enjoy my podcast. But either way, I hope you learned something. Any feedback, please hit me up on the Facebook or the website. Again, thank you so much for downloading, but enough from me. Now it's uh, time to listen to some of Shannon's ramblings and uh, the unique way in which I try and pick his brain. Enjoy. 
Welcome to the Techno Beat, or as we will be calling this going forward, the TB Podcast. Today is our first guest, and I'm pumped up to have this guy with me. It's Shannon Lawrence Moroni, better known as Hands Down. Shannon's been a DJ in Melbourne scene for almost a decade, and has played in some of the finest venues, supporting some of the best international acts the world has on offer in techno. Mr. Hands Down. Hello, Trent. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Give us a cheers, brother. So, Shan's just rolled in. He's rocking the uh, plain white tee. He's got the pastiest little blue denim jeans going on. He's got his anklets happening. All black Yankees cap. Where have you come from, Shan? Uh, where did we come from? We came from Tramp. And how'd, how'd the gig go? Yeah, not too bad. Bit of a day party yep. vibe. Had it humming? Yeah, it was all right. How did, how did you get here? Fucking freaking out. Are you? <laughs> how did we get here? Uh, did you drive? Nathan or? drove, actually. Oh, yes. Um, uh, and um, and who, who was playing the tunes in the car? No, there wasn't any. It was just, no tunes? No, it was just chatter. Oh, they right. Were just, they were talking my ears off. I think it would have been the other way around, wouldn't it? Mm. Okay. We're going to start with a few real quick ones. Where were we born? Uh, Frankston Hospital. What's your hometown? Pearsdale. How old are you? I am 27. Am I the love of your life? What's that? Am I the love of your life? Yeah, yeah, definitely always have been. <laughs> so, growing up down that peninsula way for the most part, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, the music scene down there, there's not a lot of heavy techno clubs. No. So, how the hell did you end up being one of Melbourne's biggest underground DJs? <laughs> like essentially like what you're you're a drummer is that right yeah uh yeah well i guess that's where it started um i never really ended up getting anywhere with it I was always into music and stuff and um i don't know i guess i started out how everyone started out just from going out sure. falling in love with you know well, raving well we'll start then with the name hands down um because some say you're hands down the best around I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I often do. But that's just to like, no, pump that's up your not tires. What it is. Uh, where the hell did hands down come from when your name's Shannon? No, that's not. Um, yeah, so I don't know. the The story of my first gig was, I um, we were partying. Uh, we had an after party. There was dudes DJing, mixing all day, and um, after a full day of just you know. Partying, they left. Um, they left the room and to have a smoke, and I jumped on. I was like, oh, "So, how old were you?" Here? 20, 2020? Yep, maybe twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, yeah, something like that. And um, they left the room to have a dart. I jumped up, and I was like, "Fuck, have a look." And um, I don't know. As soon as I jumped up, I was like, "Yeah, see, this is his yaz." So, like, what sort like? Where did you get the tunes from? Was it just CDs? Oh, no, that, yeah, they were, it was just their tunes. That was like whatever CDs are, that were on the table, whatever. Okay. Jumped up, seemed pretty easy. I was like, yep. fuck, this is unreal. Um, and then the following week, the owner of Coroba Milk Bar on um, friggin' Burke Street, mm-hmm. he called me because I was promoting there and just, you know, just partying and whatever. He called me and he was like, oh, you know, I heard you had to mix it. Blah blah blah's house. Um, are you keen to play at Crowe this week? I'm Ten to eleven. I was like, fucking. Um, I, don't know, I guess so. Yeah. See, yep. that's you know. All right, let's have a go. Spent the whole week getting tunes. Um, 
So how, how did you find tunes like 10 years ago? Was it mm. like Napster or was it like you, you listened to <laughs> Not 40. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't actually know. I don't, well, I wasn't buying them. I guess I was CDs just, or USBs? CDs. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just fucking find them. I don't know. Maybe SoundCloud ever. I don't know. Back in those days, heaps of people just had free downloads and shit. Um, yeah, so went and played. Um, I was like, fuck, this Smashed is it, obviously. This is off its head. Yeah, it was sick. And then I played every Saturday from that first gig for like three years. Yep. And um, man, just never stopped. So as as the uh, the theme of this podcast series is essentially Melbourne techno uh, initially, we we probably will hone in a bit on some of those venues that you did grow up in, for lack of a better term, I suppose. Yep. So Corova was that was that Mister for the Milk Bar days, or did that no, come a bit no, later? No, before that, that was. Um, yeah, way before that. I don't know what year it was. Yeah, um, yeah that was the yeah, very start of it. Um, that's where I met Lee. and um, Yeah, that was yeah the first place. Lee was running it with a dude named Source. And that was, I don't know, it was just, yeah, what, what we were doing. It was like Little Club. Um, I don't even know what kind of tunes we were playing back then. But yeah, that was like the, yeah. so you, the so, first part. So you met Lee... Lee Rigg, better known as Lee Boy, or your better half, mm. the brains behind the operation, yeah, as he likes to say. He, yeah, he runs, pretty much runs it. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into like how you guys established your roles, like who, who does what in, in the duo there? Because you see a lot of DJs that are up and coming and you don't really know what the go is. You see some ghost producers of places. You see two guys that are just up there rocking it. You guys are always rocking it. Um how does the relationship work? You're very good at the promotion stuff. Like, is it- yeah, it's uh, a pretty good question, actually. The way that mainly works, it, I don't know. It wasn't even really de- deliberate the way it all come together. Like, we've just, you know, he was there at the start of the whole thing. Over time, best buds, you know, just doing what we're doing, and we just ended up playing together and just, you know. So, what we just chucked on as a versus together, or did you say, hey, I we guess, want to play? I guess so I don't even really remember. It just, just. I don't know. It's just where where we are now is just how it seems that we just ended up. You know, I don't know. Was was completely natural, but I don't know. I um, when I was sort of you know coming up and becoming you know finding my feet in the whole music thing and as a person and whatever. Lee was like you know the staple in you know my growth and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from you know how much he loved music and you know how he how he how big he dreamed and stuff like that and how much he cared about it. So, um, you know, over time we just, uh, you know, had that total understanding of where we wanted to be and how how big we were thinking we could do it. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, we just started playing together. I think it was at Fake Chow we just started playing together fairly, oh, shit, fairly often. And, yeah, just, you know, it's 90% of the time or you know, eighty percent of the time now we we play together. So, but it wasn't like a oh my god, let's you know let's make a duo. It was just like you know we're best friends. Just you know, how good is this? Because yeah. Um, but as far as who does what, um, I don't know it just it just works so perfect. So as far as like online savvy, um, you know, promotion and stuff like that, which is obviously a, an important thing. I normally sort of I'm I'm more savvy with that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know, just like the online uh, sort of know-how, that's that's my more so role. And then he, 
basically takes care of you know being a being a legend uh, while we're out. So he's you know he's the the lovable um, social dude, and um, you know we just balance each other out with. Um, so he, what he, needs to get done, I he, guess. So he is a little bit older than you. Like, how does, does he, you said he dreams big a lot? Is that something that you didn't really do, and he still helped you set some goals? Or no, nah, nah, nah. he, I guess, um, in a way, hanging out with someone that thought the same as what I did, um, you know, it makes you understand that you know. You know, I'm not alone. It is definitely possible to yeah. to do this shit. And for him, um, you know, he gets a lot of that, you know, fire and drive from me because, you know, he's a little bit older. He's more of a, you know, uh, reserved sort of humble dude where yeah. I, I sort of came in and went, you know what, you know, fuck this. Like, we can, yeah, you know, we can be, you know, huge if we, you know, You're a good do it the right way. So it's good, but... Uh, sorry, you bounce off each other very well, mm. but it's also seemed like just observing you from when I've known you over the last three or four years, things that each of you may not necessarily had strengths in, but the other the might other have you, you've improved. Yeah. So, for example, you, you're very good at the social media and the promotion. I've noticed Lee Boy's unreal at that now, yeah, whereas yeah, I never yeah. used to see his presence much. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? and, and in in social situations where I'd normally be fairly reserved, I find that now, you know, uh that's what I get from him. I, you know, I'm fairly, fairly uh, cruisy and whatever yeah. now. Whereas before, I would have been quite, you know, chill. So yeah, it's it's the ultimate, um, ultimate, awesome uh, duo yeah. to be able to share the whole thing with someone. You mentioned fake chow. Yeah. So fake chow is in Geelong. In Geelong, yeah. Which is Lee Boy's area. Yeah. Is that how that came about, or yeah? So yeah, the Geelong thing basically uh, through Lee Boy. Um, we met Aaron, who um, is that know, Aaron Cash? Aaron Cashin, yeah. yeah. So Blue, that's uh, Bloom. He's in a, yeah, he runs Bloom now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he um, he started um, this club in in Geelong called Fake Chow Basement. Um, just one room, dirty basement, big sound system, booking all these acts like and him and Superflu and yeah. shit. And it was like the first ever you know underground music thing in Geelong. Mm-hmm. So through that, it just got really big and, you know, started like a little culture down there. So um, I started playing there through uh, Aaron's brother, who I was mates with. And, you know, over the course of that, I was like, well, I'm fucking going to move down there. This is unreal. So I moved in with Lee Boy and we, yeah, we were still going. Yeah, it was off yep. the head. We had Len Fackey, Jeff Mills, Superflu. Um, nice seven and him coming soon. Hey, yeah, we're just we're going bananas. It was unreal. Well, since you're name dropping, um, some of the names you've DJed with or supported, should I say, there at the events in Melbourne, which I guess is also a testament to Melbourne, the quality of names they get in techno and side trance. Oh, yeah. Roberto Capuano, Ace Ventura, uh, Matt Sassari, Len Fakey. Yeah. Um, what, what else? Like well, uh, re- recent? Uh, um, Detman. Let, 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 Marcel De- Detman's very recent. I know we're kind of jumping there, but Marcel Detman at XV54, those who don't know we were there, Shannon rinsed it. Were you there? Shannon rinsed it. And right as Shannon drowned out his set, Detman not only 
Uh, you, you tell the story. I'll tell the story. It's a sick one. So, rah, rah, rah. Pitch weekend, sideshow for pitch was Marcel Demon XC54. Um, I was on warm up, so it was like 11, uh, what was it, 11.30 to 1.30. Um, yeah, so, you know, two hours to, to warm it up. Fucking, you know, super, super cruisy. I don't know, it's a big, big spot to fill. So, you know, without trying to slam it, as you know, it'd probably be easier just to slam it and get it up and running. But yep. you know, I did my what I my version of you know that slot. Um, the last few tunes I played like these, uh, I don't know, ambient, really weird broken beat tracks by you know Rod Ad and a couple other dudes, Scuba, yeah. and um, just yeah. like standard classic, really, really, like really Bergain type tunes, really, yeah, right? but but broken up, so it was kind of just like yeah. Anyway, yep. Marcel Detman walked up and I. And he was like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, fucking, <laughs> what's going on, Marcel Detman? I was like, oh, <laughs> was I, I, I plugged my headphones and, you know, he chucked his shit in and um, I was like, oh, do you want me to like, you know, whatever? He's like, no, I'll just mix into it. And he started, you know, queuing it up and mixing in, in his headphones and you could see he was just like, no, nah, fuck this. So he like stopped his tune, filtered my track all the way out, let it play out for another like, you know, so three, he, showed you, he showed you the respect well, yeah, track player. but it was like three or four minutes past you know when he was supposed to start yeah out to nothing gave me a clap hugged me and goes you know that was awesome and I was just like wow fucking hell mm. wasn't there a bit of bit of this going on yeah it was yeah it was off its head yeah. so um, I don't know right. shit, shit like that happens you know it's happened a bunch of times you know yep. in this whole thing and it's the best it's literally you know it's is, is, that, is that what drives you the I mm. guess the, the feedback from from peers or like I guess idols. Uh, or all of it, man. The feelings, feeling the feelings that I've um, got to experience through this whole thing is unlike you know anything that I could ever have imagined. Like stuff like that, or yeah. hanging out with Raxon and you know him saying you know you're. You're, you know, you're a good DJ, you're DJ's DJ or yeah. Shallow Chin or, you know, whatever. All this, all this shit just keeps happening and it's like, fuck, this is yeah. off its, off its head. Like how fucking sick is this that, you know, we get to, you know, I get to experience all this yeah. shit and it's, you know, it's a dream come true. So the phrase, you're a DJ's DJ, that's interesting. Because with sick. what I'm trying to do, like, Self-promotion here, but after the playing at Revolver last week, feedback from the crowds, coots. Mm. But when, like, Lee Boy says that that's a disciplined set, yeah, man. he thought it was seamless. Like, to me, that that's, like, that's what I want to try and do is, 100%. like, prove that to the guys that I respect that I should be respected. Hundy. I get who who are those kind of main like like landmarks now, or who do you go to for that kind of feedback? Obviously, Lee Boy is probably is still one. Yeah, um, as in like who who do I respect in the scheme of things? Oh no, like uh, from well, Melbourne. Well, that and also I guess who, whose feedback do you do you thrive off at gigs now? I or mean, who do I look up to? Both, bro. Uh, um, so I guess um, it's weird because I don't I don't really. Like for me, I have never really looked up to that many artists and thought like, you know, fucking 
You want to I really be looked at? I, I don't. I don't really want to be like anyone in particular. You know, obviously, I love like you know Stephen Bodzin and um, Reckon Diet's my favorite guy and shit like But uh, in Melbourne, I really love uh, Jamie Stevens. Mm-hmm. He, I feel like you know he's like he's the best of the best. You know, he's you know he's the best of the best. Really, Doppel, um, you know, dudes like that. But yeah, I guess those guys like you know even. Um, Bugs and shit like when I've played or I'm spacey and whatever when I've played after those guys and the fact that I'm like tight with them and they're like yeah what's up man you know yeah. um, nice one you know I, I love that shit they're, I respect them all do you, do you find it hard to earn their respect no, or like really. or do you think just like your performances they just see it over like time if, and, if you're and honest they, in they, what you're doing if you're honest in what you're doing um, yep. it comes naturally like you know for the like the Bugs or spacey thing I don't even remember it actually officially meeting them but yeah. you know as it goes on um you you know who's well, you, you know who's legit you know like yeah, Mike exactly. Callender and people like that it's yep. like they're they're proper music you know music musos so um you know respect through respect for like the proper dudes is you know pretty easy <laughs> to like you know to yeah. get and understand because yeah. You're honest with it. You're not. I'm not here to fuck around. Like I'm, <laughs> I can tell that you love it. Yeah. So, do you have an ultimate goal? Uh, yeah, of course I do. What is it? Um, to be, you know, to 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 reach the absolute um best I can do. Yeah, so, I know, like this is an do industry you mean, where like, what is that? Well, well, kind of like this is an industry where, let's say, if you work in sales, you can measure it by. How much money you make, or how many sales you get for the month? Oh, on paper, like, like it's it's hard in this industry to have KPIs, for lack of a better term. What's KPI? Like key performance indicators, like so markers. Oh, well, like yeah. so, like in that, um, in that do, do you have so like for example, um, an up and comer might say, "I want to play at one six one." Oh, yeah. And they tick that box, oh, and that, then I want to play, respect, or I want to play at Rainbow. Okay, in that respect, so I don't know. Um, this year coming, I plan on like doing a, having a decent, decent crack at, um, at Europe and, you know, and dive into some, you know, pretty, pretty hefty parties over there and fucking. What area are you looking? Doesn't matter. Really? It doesn't doesn't matter really. I I, I want to have a crack in. If you're the Slovenian R&B. Oh, yeah. you're probably not going to bring the heat as much as oh, no, I'm actually, not, you. I'm not going to play it, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I really like Barcelona. I really like, mm-hmm. um, really like Ibiza. I really like Berlin. Yeah. Um, Are there certain labels that you want to, or events or clubs even that you want to play at over there or, or try and get affiliated with? Nah, not, not, not particularly. I mean, like I've got, I've got a few sort of like half connections with, you know, a few dudes now, but, I don't really know. I haven't really thought about the the nitty gritty of of all that shit quite yet because it's it's pretty hectic at the moment. But should we think about it out loud now, or is that uh, not the right time? Nah, no, nah, not really. Okay. Um, but the the ultimate goal is, um, you know, within the next couple of years to be a you know a full time touring artist. Yeah, which you well on the so, way, obviously, with recently being signed by Alter. Yeah, which is unreal and. Uh, labels like I guess Recovery Collective have definitely helped you along the way as well yeah uh, one thing that I would think is a great measuring stick is the fact that uh, you have just been booked for Rainbow are we allowed to talk about that? 
I think it's just been announced publicly by them. Yeah. So for you and Leeboy to be How good. there. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, best thing ever, basically. Yep. Best thing ever. Um, it's, yeah, well, like what you're saying with the goal thing, that, um, you know, apart from like the ultimate goal of, you know, being a full-time professional DJ and all that shit, that was, you know, that's the biggest one that, that I've had or that we both had. So obviously Lee's, you know, thousand years old so he's been to a bunch more rainbows than me and you know he's pretty religious with it so obviously it means a lot to him but um yeah going the last few years i was just like fuck this is <laughs> this is like the pinnacle you know it's the, the best you can do in in australia at least yep um you know it's what's it's pretty pretty big across the world it's obviously the top you know few in the world as well i went the first year did like a you know only a couple of days got there late it was just like you know whatever the last two years we've gone and the first year, I was like, fuck, this is, you know, this is it, you know, um, rah, rah, And I remember going across the weekend, I was just talking to a bunch of people about it. And I was like, you know, I guarantee, guarantee we'll play next year. Um, but, I, you know, I don't want to apply. I don't want to do it that way. I, you know, I can we'll get booked. And the next year came around and I was obviously didn't play. And I was like, oh, you know, and I realized that, you know, we weren't even, we weren't ready for it anyway. I was just being, you know headstrong and outlandish but you know just because i really wanted to play obviously uh so yeah last year was the same deal i was like fuck you know this is this off its head and it's you know it's crazy actually actually crazy how you know how big it is and how like how unreal it is and then yeah and now now we are doing it and um it's literally yeah it's the best feeling ever rainbow coming up obviously a massive event Big step on the basically up the pyramid of the hands down a Lee Boy career. Yep. Let's take it back a bit. You mentioned you started out drumming. So growing up, like what were you into growing up to be a drummer? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I started drumming. Um, I don't even know how it really came about. The the actual the actual the the first drum kit, but yeah, I started playing and started getting lessons with this local dude who was um some you know I don't know local weapon. I don't know how he, we even knew him. So what were you anyway, listening to back then? Like what sort of tune? Um, Obviously not dance music. No, nah, no, nah, this was a million years before that. I was just listening to you know hardcore and heavy metal and and screamo and um you know just like super um. 16 year old emo um emo stuff yeah i guess um just a bunch of sad and you know angry like bands you know yeah offspring so, and you know all of it yeah so you used your so you would use the drumming to not only get out a bit of the artistic but also a bit of the aggression growing up yeah i get yeah i guess that was like the start of that was the first you know first taste of uh yeah playing music and that's yeah i guess in a roundabout way that's how i how I um you know fell in love with being able to um you know play something and um yeah play you know I remember playing along to just all these all these bands that I was listening to in my shed my mum and dad built me this little drum room and just like you know cranking all these all these bands and just playing along and it was like you know it was the first first taste of you know performing and you know yeah, so, uh, the, so the art part of it, you know, so, playing. Yeah, obviously the performing's a massive rush. Do you feel that that drumming background has influenced 
your song choices now and um, how, you, how you plan your set or you just want to give the crowd heaps? Um, well, as far as planning sets, um, not really. We're not really, uh, not really about that. Um, but it's definitely influenced, you know, who I am as a, as a DJ and a, you know, producer now, um, just having that, you know, fundamental understanding on how, you know, music works and how drums carry rhythm and, you know, uh, playing, playing and making music in key has come naturally, I guess, from playing, you know, the the school bands and, and stuff like that. Um, just having the ear to, you know, the ear for, um, yeah, for keys and um, notes and stuff. I'm glad you mentioned the term producer because you are more than just a DJ. You, you really are an artist. Uh, and I guess crafting those sets and taking the audience on a journey, like, do, do you find that hard or, or is that is that part of the, I guess, the rush of, of playing is, is doing the research and finding the tunes as much as it is actually playing them in, in the clubs and at the events? Um, to be to be completely honest, the the de- the DJing part of you know this whole music, um, you know wave we're on is actually the easiest mm-hmm. part of part of it. You know finding you know collecting, you know collecting music and um, and putting it together in you know in in a way that we can you know build a vibe or build a mood or build a dance floor and whatever. That's actually yeah that's the, that's the most natural part. Um, to me, it always always has been, but it's the most rewarding um, to to do because from from the very beginning, I I just wanted to focus on being a a good DJ, a good you know good mixer, a good uh, you know the craft of actual de- actually DJing is what my main focus has been, and it's only in the last couple of years where making um, music has yeah. sort of sort of come to you know come into play as well yeah sure so what makes a good dj then shan is it uh, is it stage presence is it reading the crowd is it pre- preparation all of the above uh it's a pretty good question um on my view on being a good dj who who's to say you know what's good or what's not but i well, guess you, in, you, in, you in my <laughs> in my eyes like you know my my view on you know a good dj or you know someone you know what i like in you know, watching someone play um, or like what I appreciate in a DJ is, uh, you know, you can tell pretty quickly um, when you're watching someone play the, you can tell pretty quickly if, you know, if they're on the same wavelength as you, yeah. I, I find. Um, you as in the audience? Well, just me in particular, yeah. um, you know, obviously you're not going to connect with, you know, the whole fucking dance floor straight away, but I feel... You know, if if I if I dig someone and, and dig what they're doing, um, you know, they'll get my attention straight away. And you know, I guess mixing for me is um, you know this is the most important part of it. If if you're playing, you know, with CDJs, if you're just the DJ, that's you know that's the most important thing to me to be. <laughs> don't fucking pull faces, I mean, um, I don't know. I got, to, I got a smile to, to be uh, um, you know smooth smooth and you know just in total control of you know of the whole thing and you know innovative and you know your eqing's nice and you know spot on and plush and you know the whole thing i feel um you know if you can 
tell that a DJ is in total control of, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the situation. Um, I feel like that's the most important part of it, you know. Yeah. Whether your hands are in the air or not um, is irrelevant. But, you know, if you can... If you can feel, you know, that they're fucking, you know, driving the whole the whole thing, then you know, I, yeah, I feel like that's that's the most important part. Yeah. That's that's what I've always focused on. Just you know, being a good mixer and everything else comes comes with it. You know, I didn't look up for the first three or four years that I DJ. Just like, still know, doesn't, hey? Fair nah, man. Well, you don't really need to if you feel what's going on, but. You know, only now that I, I am looking, I'm like, fuck, this is, you know, this is off its head. Look how many yeah. people are for enjoying the, themselves. For the budding DJs out there, and I hope we've got a few listening, be, when you're planning a set, so like, let's say you're playing in a club, let's say you're playing at Bloom in Geelong, do you prepare the whole set song by song? Do you prepare the first few tracks and then have a few different avenues you're going to go down based on the crowd? Or have you just got that library in your head of, hey, we're just going to see what happens? Like, obviously... Um, yeah, so it's a pretty good question. As far as um, preparing for sets and stuff like that, in, well, yeah, up until recently, um, I never have really, uh, you know, planned sets. The, the very most that I've ever done is put a playlist together of tunes that I... You just you know that, that you know roughly you know roughly will suit, and I just freestyle. It's, you know, same thing with me and Lee. We just run off the cuff. Yeah. So based but, on what you just said, though, you said you didn't really read a crowd. So now you're, or is that you're not looking at the crowd, but you're feeling the crowd. Well, so, I or, feel. Or you're going I what feel, you're feeling. Yeah, I feel like if you're doing the job good enough, you can not even really. Uh, you don't even really need to feel the crowd out. You you should have total trust in the tunes that you're selecting being the best for the job and they can appreciate, you know, what you're doing and, you know, they're going to be good enough to yep. to, to do the job. So, it's you know, it's a happy medium between, you know, obviously you can't walk into a, I don't know, a tech house club and go, all right, sweet, I'm going to, you know, play melodic techno for the next two yeah. hours. But... I feel like with, you know, the knowledge and, you know, the, you know, the know-how that, you know, you've, you've got from, you know, how long you've been doing it, I feel like, um, you should already be making, you know, the, the best choice yeah. of, of shit that goes down in saying that, uh, because the, the stuff that we've been doing, you know, lately have been super, super big gigs and big shows and big festivals and, and stuff we've, started because uh, we've got a little bit more time on our hands we've started to get together and you know discuss and you know actually you know work together on on building something so what, like, and, you- and planning a little bit more so where we're at at the moment and what's been working the best is uh obviously you know having a understanding on where we want to start and where we want to finish but having the first handful of tunes mm-hmm. each kind of in order so you know the first 40 minutes or you know first hour or so is basically sorted yep and then from there you can just go go bananas and that's what's been working the best so it's good because it takes it takes the stress and the um you know the hassle out of thinking off i don't know what lee's you know where lee's head's at or whatever so if you have a you know a bit more of an understanding of the first you know half 
and then you can go nuts from there. So, so that's, well, that's how do you should you rock up with your few tunes for it, lead rock up with his, and you just bounce off each other and feel the vibe. Yeah, well, through. that's what we've done. It's always worked pretty good. Yeah, but but now you know, you're get, stepping your game yeah, up as you've gone to the next level. Yeah. Exactly. You know, well, that's exactly what we've been doing. Just we're yeah. just trying to improve and take it. You know, and take it as to the next level and as, as far as we can. And yeah, so that's that's where we're at at the moment. Um, well, actually, actually more... spending time together. Uh, well, the more thought and preparation, obviously, exactly. the rewards you've seen that. Exactly. And yeah, that's, I feel like that's, um, you know, that's definitely improved, you know, what we're doing and, and what's coming out. And it's, yeah, it's tightened the whole, um, you know, the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, big time so it's it's cool it's yeah. really cool that's all it's awesome and it's awesome to hear that you guys put that thought in because now hopefully other guys and and and, and up and comers will put that thought in or even establish djs who might just rock up and yeah, wing it exactly might not do that anymore well so. it's easier to be complacent than it is to put in the hard work yeah and try and be you know innovative and, and unique and shit which you know i can understand you know djs that have been around for a million years you know they might yeah, be older and over it but you know yeah. at the end of the day um you, you, you know, we're not going to. Well, the most we're not going to not try our hardest. So you know, we have to be, you know, doing doing what we can to you know push the whole thing forward. And I feel like we're on, uh, um, you know, a good the right path, a good path to be able to you know be innovative. And, and yeah. once we start putting out you know the music that we've got going on, um, I feel like we're going to make a, a fair a fair um, dent in you know making uh, something really, really cool and unique uh, blossom and, um, you know, trying to push the push the limits of what's, you know, going on. Now, we're about to get to a game of show and tell, but just before that, really quickly, your Instagram, for those who want to follow, it's uh, f- your name's hands down, but on Insta, your feet up. It took me a few reads to get the... Oh no, irony is it? In yeah, that? Oh, yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah. It's feet up. Odctu. Can you quickly just tell us what that stands for? Uh, it stands for only death can teach us. I've actually got it tattooed on my leg yep. uh, from from a friend who who had the same tattoo and tragically passed away. But uh, it's I don't know. It's basically um, just something that. Uh, so that those experiences you express you express through your music? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why I've always I've always stuck by, you know, that, that phrase and, you know, that sort of mentality where um you know, all I want out of this whole thing is, you know, apart from the music and shit, is to, you know, um be that one person that is talking about or, you know, is expressing the fact that, you know, I, you can do anything that you want, you know, life yeah. is precious, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that is, you know, that's something that I live by only desk can teach us, you know, if you, if, if you're not ex- appreciating where you're at, then, you know, what the fuck are, what the fuck are we doing? So, um, yeah, that's why that's there. Um, I do recall one time you told me you were very pumped that, uh, a punter who you didn't know, reached out and messaged you and said how your music had touched his life and yeah, that was man. kind of like that's why you do it yeah, as much man. as he literally I can't I've got it in my phone somewhere I've got them all do, do you remember what he said Chad 
Uh, I've got it screenshotted in my phone. Shane, just quickly, so, uh, just quickly scrolling through here, scrolling, scrolling. So He's quicker on his phone than you would think. He is this young fellow. Here you go. Um, what have you got? Pretty savvy with an iPhone. So, sixth of October, two thousand fifteen. In case you ever question what you do, if the music you make has purpose, influence, ability to create good, let me just tell you, one human being to another. All my life, music has been such an important tool. It has gotten me through times I wouldn't. Uh, it's got me through times I thought I wouldn't live through. It has kept me moving forward when the very idea of such a task seems impossible. The melodies you create in your music speak to me on a level that no other music has ever been able to. They take me to such a beautiful place. There aren't many other artists that I can listen to and feel as connected to whatever energy we came from. That's a way to describe it. So I just want to say thank you, man, genuinely. And how fucking cool is that? So, when you read that, like, what, what, what went through your mind, bro? Well, that was the first of those kind of messages I've got uh, a couple of years ago, and I was just like, fucking hell, mm. that is the thing that I want to do. Yeah. Above all, you know, playing all the biggest gigs, and you know, rah, 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 like that's all, you know, obviously, what I want to do as well. But the bottom line of the whole thing is, I just want to fucking do shit like that help you know make people happy get them through you know whatever talk about you know just be that motherfucker that makes people believe in music or themselves or you know that's 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 the only thing that matters to me is you know being that person that can fucking help if i can and i feel feedback like that shows the power of the music and it's great to keep that in mind when you're then creating it because if you can put in the those kind of positive messages even in a creative way it doesn't have to be so obvious but like you can touch people on those levels yeah that's what i'm saying man and that was the first bit of proof that like you know it got that far and i was just like fuck man like that's fucking you know it's crazy you know you like with listening you know the when as i was growing up listening to all those bands and shit that's how i like you know dealt with being yeah. a teenager and Oh, I felt like they were talking does. to me when, you know, I was listening to it. So oh, I feel even like... Even like people with Nirvana and those sort of things. Exactly, days, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's rock and roll. It's music. Like, I feel like there's not, you know, there's not many people or artists that uh, are doing that, you know. There's, I don't even really get that from many other people other yep. than Recondite because, you know, he's got that mood or whatever. <laughs> but I feel like if you can reach someone like that to yeah. hit you up randomly and say something like that fuck everything else that's crazy that's all that's all I care about so correct me if you see it differently but obviously the Melbourne techno scene particularly the underground like l- lack of a better term I guess the Melbourne bounce scene and even just the general techno scene you see people that are there to enhance their lives and love the music and have a good time and to uh, go there for the fun but then you also do see some people who you don't know what they're going through, but you can tell when people are going out to escape. Yeah, of course. Um, so to see a message like that, like there is the power to kind of, you don't know it, but you can kind of sway people through your tunes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and it seems like yourself is a good example of someone who this scene and this music has helped really like flourish. Well, that's the thing. What he... You know what? Basically, what he said is exactly how I feel about, you know, mm-hmm. what, like discovering, you know, 
music, you know, discovering my love for, you know, music and art and shit. That's exactly what it did for me. It was the only thing, the first thing to ever make sense. Yeah. You know, it was the first thing that I went, you know what, this is, this is exactly right. <laughs> this is perfect. You know, everything yeah. else I was just growing up, I was like, fuck, what, you know, yeah. the hell am I doing? As soon as, you know, dance music, you know, came to my life, I was like, you know what, fucking... That's all it is now, you know. Everything else, yeah, and everything I, else falls into place around it. But you know, the number one, number one, you know, number one thing in my life is you know just fucking sharing what you know, sharing this with everyone and the mm-hmm. the friendships and the connections and everything else that comes along with it. It's mind blowing. It's actually overwhelming. Yeah. Same with you, man. Like we fucking know each other through this. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, it opened so many doors, and we both experienced the best of that. Hanji. So. Feedup.odctu yeah. is the Insta. Yeah. Uh, anyone who clicks on that will see you got a few pretty recognisable brands when it comes to Melbourne techno. There, Euphoria Berserk's the first one. So that was that's your own basically club party brand, correct? And pronounce that for me right. Do I get that? Well, yeah. The us way of saying it is Euphoria Berserk, but it's actually German for Euphoria District, which is basically what we're trying to okay. create. Just Say it for me in the German. Pr- it's something along the lines of Euphoria <laughs> Sounds stupid. Anyway, no, I can't cont- say it properly. No, go on. Give it it's a try. It's Anyway, that is our um, you know, brand that we run yeah. shows under. So it's um, funny how you established like Disco 2000 and those sort of events around. Oh, well, Disco was already again. going, but yeah, that's yeah, basically yep. the, um, the brand that we created to do stuff like that and um, you know, takeovers of, of clubs and sure. um, collabs and stuff like that. So yep. that's um, the, the brand that we run. Sure. And the progression from there to being represented by Recovery Collective – yeah, and now which we'll get to alter. Yeah, but with Recovery Collective, Jordan Mills, he's doing great things with Ground Floor in South Melbourne. Yeah, he's um, if you want to experience European style techno club, that is the place to be on Saturday it's night. It's the closest thing to yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And uh, how's it made you a better artist by just having someone represent you? I guess does it mean you've got more time to put into finding those tunes and like. Um, what's Jai's impact on your career and and the Recovery Collective team I guess the um, connection with me and Jaden is um, well I don't know whoever's met him or knows anything about him he's you know basically the hardest working dude in the in the game Mm -hmm. Um, so meeting him and doing stuff with him and um, running parties and you know just basically you know collabing on everything that we're doing did that come about because you're both from that Mornington area or no not at all not even in the slightest it just that just happened to be like that so what was it like pre-tramp or Uh, do you remember honestly you might have to get him in the hotline do not remember how it all came about but just happened Um, yeah we just started doing shit together and had the same sort of mindset and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's been good to have someone that's, you know, got the same focus and vision and whatever. Sure. And with the label, it's been, you know, it's, it's put me in a position where, uh, it's a, you know, it's an outlet sitting there, um, for us to put music out on with, you know, very, um, very little hassle and, and whatever. So it's pushed me to, you know, make more tunes and, um, be able to, to put them out on a, you know, a really good and respected, uh, record label that are going, yeah. know, doing good things. And for anyone who likes, I guess, Shan's music, Lee Boy, uh, Jai Mills, if you do go to Recovery Collective, you'll also see some great tunes from uh, Allegra, who uh, will probably be 
featuring featuring on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. And he's uh, yes, if you haven't seen Allegra play live, it is something else. The way he uses the synths and just interacts with the crowd, it's, it is fantastic. Um, he's also got John Baptist. John Baptist. Um, re- that's really good. That bush techno, melodic techno. If you want to feel a duff vibe, Re- Recovery Collectives. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's it's not really um, anything in full on, you know, particular. But what comes out, you know, what comes out of it is, you know, good quality, you know, well, techers, regardless on like what style it is. But yeah, it's um, it's good. All the all the all the releases from you know local dudes, uh, you know, amazing. There's so many sick. Gosh, uh, things just yeah, exactly. There's so well. many so many good producers, you know, that get to you know release stuff through. Uh, a label that you know actually gives a shit about um, you know putting good music out yeah. from from people that you know uh, have the right idea, and even just having a label like that there um, is a stepping stone, I guess, or, or a, a gateway for for Melbourne artists who probably wouldn't really know how to, where to find their niche. It's a, it's a good connection to that European market, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely right. Sure. And um, Recover, recovery collective, um, they do get involved along with uh, the organic audio stage and Strawberry Fields, yeah. uh, which you played at Organic Audio the last couple of years, correct? Yeah, correct. Yep. Um, so would you say that's that is your favourite doof, or, or at least your um, Strawberry Fields, your doof, best doof experience thus far? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a Definitely. unique place, isn't it? It's yeah, it's um, it's super, super special um, to myself and to Lee Boy. It was the first full on, um, you know, big bush festival experience that we had, um, and and together. Uh, yeah, it's just a special spot. It's you know, it's feels feels super relaxed and super. Um, Honest, it's like yeah. in you know, it's on the Murray. It's proper, you know, it's Okamore on the river. Um, yeah, proper, proper Australian bush. Um, November. Um, and yeah, so uh, the the whole feel of the festival is you know super family orientated and super honest. I feel like um, out of all the all the big parties, it's the most um, you know local lineup driven and unique festival going around um organic audio for instance who's you know done stages the last couple of years where we've played at um yeah they've been the biggest gigs that we've we've played to date so yeah to answer your question yes <laughs> yes i like it strawberry is the best yeah oui, oui. absolutely um well to probably put you on the spot then you've been to a lot of doors what is the best festival experience, I guess, uh, or, or act you've seen? or As a uh, Yeah. In Australia. Any, any standout? In yep. Australia. Um, we well, didn't want to talk to me about Europe before, so we'll, we'll go Australia. So, here. yeah, no. Nah, in, in Australia, this is the – there's two. The first one was James Holden at Let Him Eat Cake in whatever year it was. Uh, didn't really know who he was. Aaron Cashin, you know, like I talked about earlier. So you can go to watch this guy. Thank you, John. And, um, yeah, it was just the most, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was the most, uh, ear, soul wrenching sounds I've ever heard before. I didn't even know what he was playing or like how, what setup he had or anything. I was just like, whoa. Was that the scene? Was it the middle of the day, nighttime? It was in the afternoon on the, on the main, on the main, on the yeah. main bit. Mansion and, in the background. Um, 
yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is this? And it started full on pouring with rain. It was hot. It was like perfect weather. And it was just like, it started torrentially raining. And I was like, whoa, man, this guy is like, it was the first time I was like, whoa, you were fucked up, man. This, <laughs> like, you know, this is, this is nuts. Full on blew my socks off. Um, the other, the other one was Stephen Bodzin at Strawberry Fields. Um, same deal. It was just the only other time that I was, totally you know totally yeah. uh vulnerable to you know someone that was playing you know playing tunes i was yeah. just totally totally you know immersed in it um so yeah they're the two standouts for me do you find those experiences motivate you to give that same experience to yeah oh absolutely that's exactly that's the only thing i really want to do um yeah definitely it was yeah, they're the two times I've been overwhelmed by, you know, by someone playing tunes. Sure. Uh, now, we're going to get to a bit of show and tell, and then we've got a little game for you to play at the end. So, um, producer Julian, if you don't mind getting up some pictures, we're going to start from the top. So, for those playing along at home, uh, what we'll do is the photos that we're discussing now will be posted on uh, Facebook and probably the Insta as well. Uh, so there's going to be about half a dozen or so photos here. And Shan, we're going to fire through this pretty quickly. We just want your first thoughts on the my moments you see. Yep. First and thing that comes to my head, you mean? Yep. Uh, is the first one my SoundCloud decent? Unreal. What is that picture on the back of your SoundCloud? Uh, is that still? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hair. Just quickly, where was the, where was the SoundCloud one? Um, Babylon main stage oh. warming up for uh, um, Matrix Man. Oh, sick! So the first picture we've got though here is Shan is wearing a plain grey tank, muscles up in the air like he's Hulk Hogan hulking up. Um, beach in the background. An where awful is that? Full mustache. That's um in Barcelona. The first the first trip to Europe that we that we did. Yeah, sick. Um, did you go to any sick gigs while you were there? Yeah, uh, that was the day that we played at um City Hall in Barcelona. The first ever yeah. um overseas gig. So obviously we were peaking, which sort of you can tell by the <laughs> the shades by the shades yeah very nice and uh, obviously plan on being back over there again soon yeah probably not with that mustache <laughs> can't believe I had that that's so, that's so so shit cool what about this one we've got butter bean are you doing this in the thing? corner what's going on here we've got Shan with a blue hoodie I don't you're going to have to look at this one online I can't describe <laughs> this one to be honest guys a red-headed fringe that's going to the side. my hair, but... No uh, clue at all. Yeah, right. What, where this is photo... Where's, where's Butter Bing, bro? It's uh, actually at the old 20... It's the, you know, the only club in Frankston, and it was like a <laughs> night nightclub for people that listen to heavy metal. Yeah. So, like, the DJs would play, like, you know, heavy metal. Uh, that is what it was. But I just started going out to normal clubs, so I thought I was super cool with the cut hoodie and the shit flannel. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Go to the next one. Cool. Crap fringe too. I don't know. It would be alright. Would you have hooked up with me? <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, now this one is uh, a picture profile photo. of the... No, that's not true. A uh, picture of the Earthcore stage. Yeah. Now, if anyone... Do yourself a favour. Uh, probably not 
is reminiscent of what you're playing now, but if you check out Shannon's 20th anniversary Earthcore set on SoundCloud, it's got 35, over 35,000 plays. 2013. If, if you want energy before going out to a club, this will give you that for sure. Um, who knows what other hijinks went on at this party, but just describe that experience. Was that one of your first like real doofs that you played at? Or? Yeah, um, that was the first festi that I played at. Um, it was like... Th- 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. It's like nearly 40 degrees. Played after these dudes that were playing trap. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? It was the, sat- the Saturday? Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It was super hot. And yeah, within I don't know, however long, half an hour, there was that many people. And <laughs> the the playlist that I had was just, you know, cruisy, you know, what I, at the time what I thought was like cruisy, you know, daytime techers. And yeah, if you listen to it within like, I don't know, 40 minutes, it's up to like 133 bit. I don't know. I was just, I sort of just lost my shit and ended up playing, you know, all this old trance and hardcore, you know, hard dance tech. I don't know. Yeah, I just went with it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I ended up like 150 BPM playing Operation Blade. Yeah. (laughs) Even thinking about it now, like this is probably around the time when Earthcore wasn't Getting as no, commercial it was, it was for the first year term. back after the the big break. Yeah, so it was a, but it was sets a like deal. yours probably influenced that younger generation to get around doors like this. In hindsight, maybe hopefully. Cool. Um, we've got a couple more to go. Julien, when you listen back to that mix, you're like, "What the fuck was I up to there?" So random, man. I couldn't even tap my foot quick enough to keep up with what I was playing. All right, you're good. Okay, so here's the next one. We've got a uh, fake chow presents the main event. So we touched on fake chow earlier. Club in Geelong, correct? Yeah. So what have we got That's here? We've got... <laughs> what was that store? How's that cool guy choker? We've got four lads in what seems to be some sort of cave or beach. So go from left to right. Who have we got there? Uh, we've got Chase Castles, myself uh, in mustache. Sporting mustache, mustache spec with a bit of stub. Uh, Lee Boy and Jiden Mills with my T-shirt on. And where is that? Sorry? Uh, that's some secret spot that Jiden... Knows in Ibiza because he did a couple summers there, so he had all these cool, cool secret spots that he took us to at the end of the trip. Cool. Pretty sweet. How's crap on my sunglasses? I had no stays back then. So now this one is, uh, I guess, a bit of a homage to definitely the Melbourne scene. It's Welcome to the Jungle. Hands down's the na- big name on the list in between two in the same height, same size font being Heath Renata and Mickey Knox. And what I thought it was interesting about this one to bring it up, Shan, is I guess the similarities in your styles then with these guys um, and I guess how you've each evolved over probably the last three to five years because you probably wouldn't play on a lot of the same cards now. I know you, although like, uh, as, as Heath, Mickey obviously – you just did like that. That was probably the first time we played with him in a while, wasn't it, this week? Oh, yeah. It was the first time we hung out in years and years. And, and that was because of a tramp. Event, yeah, yeah. So it was more like a, a throwback. Um, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is back then, do you see yourself as similar styles? And I guess the, the natural progressions that the Melbourne Techno can offer, I guess, Mickey Knox is now down the green fetish records, very hard style, Heath Renata, um, the Melbourne bounce scene. Correct. Yeah, I guess. And obviously yourself melodic, so. Uh, back then, I guess I was just trying to find my feet. So it was all it was all still techers, but it was um, uh, I don't know. All those that the whole few years of me playing it, 
tramp every Sunday was like, you know, where I learnt where my place was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why at the end of it, I ended up moving across the Saturdays because that's where I, you know, where I wanted to be. But uh, yeah, I guess so. We're just slamming it as hard as we possibly could. And, you know. Well, Tr- Tramp Jungle is the first place I ever saw you play. Uh, who do you, who, well, I guess who's your favorite of the jungle DJs? Um, a few that come to mind of the, of the staples, John Doe, John Zach Petro, Travelos, mm. Laskus. John Doe, I reckon, without a doubt, is one of the, yeah. know, the best DJs I've ever sort of yep. watched flat out. He's like, he's unreal. Definitely I've agree. watched him a million times for hours and hours. Um, when TFU Sundays was, you know, it was going off tap. I'd used to watch him, you know, every week for five, six hours, mm. warm up with no one, hours and hours and hours and hours, and then there'd just be this one point where he'd play whatever, and all of a sudden it would be full. And mm. it was like the first time I've seen someone like, you know, play for ages and, you know, really, really DJ. So, yeah, he's the he's the best yeah, for yeah. sure. He's the bomb. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get on to more of, of TFU shortly. This one's – so this one, Mickey, what's Mickey Mouse Saturdays? That is, yeah, before Corova Saturdays, it was called Mickey Mouse Saturdays. Not sure why, um, but yeah, that's, that's Here we've got Shan sporting a brown comb over the fringe with the a matching. Southern Cross, the blue Southern Hoodie? Cross. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with those cutoff hoodies. Um, what do you reckon you would have been playing back then? Electro, probably. Yeah, right. Electro, I don't know. It's still pretty cool shit and when I look back at it, but it wasn't. Yep. <laughs> cool, man. So this one we've got the white tank top. Yeah, JJ's. Top hat. JJ's for sure. No face tats. Nah. That's for, I was pretty young. Must have been fresh that's Dano in the background, maybe. <laughs> How weird. So is this a Geelong one as well? No, sorry, Grandma? A, sorry, Grandma. When it went from like a Taker's underground joint to... I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. So is that is that venue still going? No, it's a, a mini golf course now. Okay. So what what was what did it? I don't know. Well, I was I think I just played electro for ages and ages. Yeah. Okay. Until electro and tech house, and I, I always had a pretty pretty solid grasp of what was going on. But I was yeah. It's like um, what kind of tunes I was playing? Yeah, electro. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. So yeah, this is one of the the Cuda ones. This is a TFU, as you mentioned earlier. Sunday Fun Day, hands down. You have to look at the picture. I'm not That's going to describe so it. Um, How's the logo? So shit. TFU was a very uh, how, do we, how do we say this? A unique place. Mm. Very particular crowd. Sunday nights um, with the time to be there. Yeah. I feel that through previous discussions with you, it definitely helped you grow as an artist, much like you mentioned, just with Jungle. Yeah. Um, you used to play the 10 o'clock slot, was it, every week on yeah, Sunday? So 10, basically, as the club opened. Yeah, 10 till 12 every week for uh, a few years. Um, yeah, it was the same same thing as, as playing at Tramp every week. They're the, you know, residencies for me um, have probably played the biggest part in, um, you know, the, the art of DJing, I guess. Um, Starting the the party and you know warming up is to me like you know one of the funnest things I've done but yeah TFU is definitely a special special spot I also remember now you supported Boris Brescia there um, of all uh, the big names you supported I think we mentioned before like like Ace Ventura Capuano Len Fakey who I guess well, I mean, we mentioned the Devon one are there any others that come to mind of the um, yeah Raxon at, um, at ground floor 
a couple of months ago. That was that was one of the best because I got this. I met him the night before at um Revolver, and he was super cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm warming up for you tomorrow. He's like, yeah, wicked. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he watched watched the whole my whole set, and um, yeah, he was just super cool, super humble. Um, yeah, that was that's a good one. Uh, Shalochin XC54, same yeah. deal. Yep. Um, is there anyone in your future you'd love to be on a card with? I would love to warm up for Trent Bias. Yeah, <laughs> one day, fingers crossed. Um, no, maybe Reckon Diet. I played after Reckon Diet um, a few years ago when he was here, but um, yeah, I'd like to warm up for him. He's, he's super cool. Yeah, cool. Mm. Um, now, the last pair of photos, we've got uh, someone on a motorbike doing a massive jump. Is that you? Nah, I made it out. Or was that your van? I made it out to seem like that was me, but that's some dude from trade school. That is my van, though. Okay. How long did you have that van for? It's a white, what is that? White high ace, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. A little while, first car. Look at the stickers. Famous, famous stars and straps here. And where's the dirty paint party? Uh, that is from Ultra Glow at um, what was that club called? The Super Club that opened um, in South Melbourne. Oh fuck! It was supposed to be the new. Anyway, that was there, the first ever Ultra Glow. It was some super club opened up in Melbourne that was supposed to be the next big thing that only ran for like three weeks and turned into a Pioneer warehouse. Um, that's where that photo's from. That's the dude that you saw in Crowbar. Saucy. How's the pose? So now I've got a little game for you, Mr. Moroni. Uh, for a man who claims to be hands down the best around. I've never said that. We're going to play Name That Tune. So I've got half a dozen tracks for you. From sets that I've played? Or just randoms? Techno. Oh, yeah, fuck, that's pretty pretty specific. Yeah, go. All right, so here's the first one. Give me with it. There's a little bit of the intro. Now I'll skip through for you. Sam Paganini. Um, uh, Sam Paganini fucking... Yeah, this one adds extra juice to my loins because it rave, reminds, yeah. reminds so me of rave. walking into TFU and seeing your uh, tattoo. Yeah, this was, the, this was the transfer tune from playing real deep weird shit to getting it up and running. Yeah, nice one. Which was turning into my favourite song probably for some of those memories. Um, now, But then I heard it that many times where I was like, fuck, I hate this tune now. What about this one? Um, Let's get forward a little bit. Whereabouts do you remember playing this or hearing this the most? It goes bum, 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 bum. What is that? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Fruitcake, Michael is... Woods. Yeah. This is a good one, too. I stole this from John Doe. Yeah, it's a fat one. Okay. No, yeah, more looking, like no more looking to your uh, entourage. Yeah, well, he's fucking... For help. More clued on than me. Yeah, that's a, that's a fat one, too. These are all two. I, I don't reckon your entourage will know this one. Look at this one. That's my tune, Vertigo. I already know it by the Clappy Daps. The Clappy Daps? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how long did it take you to make this one? Two years. I was fucking around with this thing. It's the first ever tune I made. Yep. Um, Ableton yeah. or? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just fucked around on it for so long. So, you know, didn't think it was, you know, up to putting out. And then, yeah, Jive 
told me it was you know time to chuck it out so I did yeah, proud sure. of that one that's that's like the, the coolest thing yeah so when did you as someone who's trying to make tunes when, when did you realise that it was release worthy or like send it off to get mastered or like you think like how do you know when your song's done uh, yeah well that's what I mean with that I was yeah, I don't know I didn't really know because even when I played it well I never played it I didn't ever test it in a club because I was too scared of it sounding shit mm. and me being in front of a bunch of people playing something of mine and it not being as good as the tunes I was playing so I never played it um I just bit the bullet because you know Jai thought you know it was it was cool um but yeah it turns out it is a pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool tune um fucking a little dirty intro here um what's it called fucking sleepwalker is that right correct yeah here it comes who's this one by me ah oh, see see what's happening here this is a bit of the stays. Alright. That's what I'm going to give you for that one. What's this one? Alright. Let's get forward a bit. I'll give you a little build up. Where is it? Big event coming up. That Township Rebellion, I guess. Aphrodite, yeah. yep. Nice one. Um, so you mentioned a big act you want to support for. You must be pumped for Township Rebellion coming to town. Yeah, that'll be sick. Um, yeah, we're putting on the party with Jordan and um, Goose from the Pleasure Garden, which is uh, cool. Yeah. As all um, Fuck Festival in St Kilda, so it's going to be sort what, of in line venue? with that. Uh, XC54, South Melbourne, yes. on the... November 9, I believe. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. They're... Is it sold out? No. It's very close, was no, it? No, it's, uh, it's well on its way. Yeah, okay, so you'll find links to that event in the description. Uh, in the description, description of this podcast. Absolutely, and now the last one. Welcome to you, the cheat of the intro this time. Yeah, another shameless plug here. Yeah, uh, Dr. Strange Love. Yeah, Dr. Strange Love by hands down. That's one. Interesting little cool vocal too. in this one. Where did you find that? Uh, I literally typed in 1950s uh, advert <laughs> anti-marijuana speech old school. <laughs> and this is what came up. Cool. Um, so have you got a few more in the works for us or is it more focusing on like uh, the touring at the moment? Um, really, there's there's some uh, some stuff on the go. I've got a remix coming out on Recovery for a dude called ATMA on Recovery yep. Collective. Where's he from? Uh, he's from Melbourne, but he's living um, living overseas running a um, – he runs a party over there. Um, actually, I don't know where. Singapore or something. <laughs> um so yeah, that's cool. Detail um, in the description. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out later. But yep. apart from that, I'm just so it's really focusing on a big summer of like. Uh, well, it doesn't stop. You just mentioned township. Yeah, mentioned so strawberry. We've got township, uh, strawberry field, rainbow. Uh, yeah, rainbow. Uh, the pleasure garden, which yep. will be which will be awesome. Anything um, else you're hatching up? Yeah, we've got the petting zoo in uh, South Melbourne, which is another awesome. Um, one day festival. We've mm-hmm. got um, Luft in the Docklands. 
Any other eggs you'd like to crack? Uh, what does that mean? Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> did you mean? Did you do two clues? Yes. Uh, yeah, and the other exciting thing is Hatch, which is a project. Myself, uh, Lee, um, oh. Lawrence from Pelican Villa, yes. um, Dan Bentley and Musket from Organic Audio and Elliot from Strawberry Fields uh, um, are launching, which is super exciting. It's um, You sound excited about it, It is exciting. <laughs> um, so basically, it is uh, a day party in a iconic laneway in the cbd which will be running um weekly from next year but we're going to do the launch party in november Fantastic. with um some super super unique stuff going on there cool so who else is on the card for that one um well there's a bunch of internationals that yeah that are to be released um but it will be super cool super yeah. unique yeah. So, that, so that's coming up late november yeah the 25th sunday the 25th so strawberry then back the next weekend for Hatch. Correct, yeah. Then we lead into the petting. So it doesn't it actually doesn't stop for you from now until No, well, what, in between Easter. even Hatch and Strawberry Fields, we're going to uh, Byron for Bohemian Beat Freaks. So it's flat out. It's sick. Life isn't that bad for Mr. Maroney, is it? No, it's good. Now, two questions before we finish off. Well, actually, probably a little bit more, but I'll try to wrap it up because I appreciate the listeners for listening to... Uh, our nonsense for all this time. Pretty surprised but if anyone's listening. I feel like, yeah, I know, right? Uh, you've played basically established venue, recognised Melbourne Techno. You've been there. Revolver, XE, My Aeon, Bloom, Porn & Co, Shed 9, 161. What's, I don't know, not to alienate anyone, but which ones do you think is the best or your favourite to play at, best sound system, best vibe? Probably um, everything obviously offers something different, but for yourself, like which one do you just like? When I'm booked to there to play there, I know I'm going to bring it, and I know it's going to be a sick one. What's my favorite? Um, that is a super hard question because I have, um, you know, I have different feelings about them all and different <laughs> loves for them. Obviously, yep. um, what is my favorite gig? I would say, um, I don't know. Well, since Ground Floor's open and, and been up and running, the, the couple of parties that I've played there have been the best club gigs I've played in the last couple of years as far as, you know, um, the energy from the dance floor and sound and, you know, lighting and how comfortable I am. So I'd say at this point in time, that's, you know, that's the spot for me. Yeah, sick. Um, apart from that, you know, I love playing at Tramp. Uh, I love them all. I love Revolver. I love... Um, all of them, <laughs> but yeah, at, at this at this stage, ground floor is the, the, the spot I like the most. Yeah, sick. And you recently signed with Alter, mm. um, who are also doing great things for Melbourne techno and Melbourne artists at the moment. Um, like, what, what have you got coming up with those guys? Are they part of some of those events you mentioned earlier, or is that more uh, of a helping nah, establish they're, releases? They're they're um they're a bunch more. So uh, yeah, with the with the Alter stuff. Um, coming up for that is Kyle, Matt, Luke, and the team. Yeah, yep. So they obviously run Babylon Festival, which is um, which is unreal. We do that that every year. So yeah, Babylon obviously will have an, again next year. Um, super sick festival, massive lineup um, across you know a, a bunch of different 
styles of music. Um, so yeah, that's a, another enjoyable one. Plus Pure, I guess, will come up again. And, yeah, sure. And Elro uh, in December as well. So that's super exciting. That's at um, the Melbourne Showgrounds. So Cool. Bit on. All right, bit two on. quick ones. Your favourite yeah. song right now, your favourite artist right now. My favourite song right now is... Um, like if you were about to get in the car and pump something on the way home? I would put on, uh, most likely put on Opio's new album from the Red Rocks uh, gig that you did with the orchestra. Yeah, right. I'd love to check that one yeah, out. Yeah, top um, Favourite artist at the moment is a dude called Oliver... His name Winter. Is- yeah, Oliver Winter, yeah. He's sick. Is it Oliver Winter or Joe yeah. Winter? No, Oliver Winters. 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 Yeah. Yeah, right. I would say, yeah, he's he's got the hot stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, really appreciate your time. I know there's pizza waiting and you're starving. So, uh, well, first of all, here's a bottle of red, not sponsored by the show, but I thought based on our tramp experiences and one of the tracks that gets flogged there, that the brand, oh, sorry, the wine uh, on the grapevine would be suitable for you. <laughs> so you get stuck in that one with the pizza shortly. <laughs> now, you, a final question that is going to be a staple for this. So one final question that's going to be a staple of this series and every guest is going to have to, well, actually, I won't say that because if anyone listens now, they might be able to prepare. So um, if you could ask any person in all of history any question, who would it be and what would you ask them? So to give an example, it could be Michael Jordan, like who was the best player you played against, or it could be Uncle Joe, um, who was mum's first boyfriend and why doesn't she ever talk about him? So I don't you know, like you. Could be Trent. What's your favourite song? Uh, do you get the idea where I'm going with this? Yeah, that's gonna. Could that's be Lee. Pretty hectic. It could question. be Lee. What do you see in me? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you love me? Yeah. Uh, or you could oh, turn right. to the back of the room and go, Lexi, will you marry me? <laughs> Probably won't do that. But yeah, all right. fuck. That's a hectic. That's a gnarly question. That's like the whole. That's a big one. That's crazy, man. How the hell are you supposed to answer that? Yeah, okay. Well. <sighs> I don't know. So whilst Chan ponders this one as he cracks open the bottle of the grapevine, uh, I'd like to also thank producer Julian. Yay. Yay. Julian will be uh, part of the show, and whenever he feels a little bit of wisdom, he'll be popping in throughout the series. And he is just uh, got a $2 fine for leaving his phone on there, if you heard the little bing. But uh, big thanks to Julian for his help on this one. Uh, listen out for some other guests we've got coming up for the rest of the series. We've got a couple of more DJs. Uh, I mentioned we've got Allegra coming on. He's going to talk about his production style and techniques. Also, uh, some club owners and festival promoters to get a bit of insight into the other side of the industry. Um, but, yeah, uh, follow the TB, the Techno Beat. Now, Mr. Shannon Lawrence Maroney, Euphoria Berserk, Recovery Collective, Alter, man's doing it all. Who would you ask in all-time history? What question? Who's it going to be? Hit us with it. I would um, ask my friend Angus, who passed away, if 
he's all sweet and if I could do anything to help, if I could have, you know, if I could ask anyone ever, that's what I would do. I said that, I said that would be my last question, but yeah, without being a German, that's what I would do. What do you think his answer would be? Probably he's all sweet. And for you to keep killing it, that's the best you can do. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the whole. Right, thanks that's for your time, brother. Thing. Awesome. Thanks, no guys. worries. Cheers. Bye. And uh, yeah, so guys, tune in and check out uh, links to some of those key things we talked about will be in the description. The photos will be available online as well. With links to all that. Thank you very much for downloading and listening all the way to this one. This is probably a bit longer than we plan to go with future episodes, uh, but have a good one. Don't stop it rocking. And go bang it! That was Heckies, man. Thank you all once again for downloading this, the first episode of the season for the TB podcast. Links to everything we discussed can be found in the description below. Uh, follow more at trentoff.com slash the TB podcast with hyphens in between the TB and podcast. That's where you'll find all the pictures featured in the little game of show and table play there with Shannon. For more info on Shannon as well, check out the descriptions below as well as the event details for their upcoming hosting and support of Township Rebellion. Next week, we feature Beck Renfell, so look out for more on that one and please subscribe to the TB podcast on iTunes. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Obrigados. <laughs>